nice to meet you, eh? <laughs> All right, welcome to another episode of Black Lions Airspace. I'm your host, Zachary Shiloh. You can email me at zachshi130 at gmail.com. You can find me on all forms of social media as blacklion130. You can listen to this show by multiple means of places like Speaker, Spotify, Stitcher, and Apple Pods. If there's any missing, then you can actually Google it yourself. Thank you very much. Also, please subscribe to my YouTube page. Speaking of which, we have a uh, dear, dear guest on with me today. She's cute. She's Latina. She's one half of No Holds Barred Network owners. And there's plenty more nicknames that are thrown around, and she'll explain them. <laughs> <laughs> So, with that said, and also, ladies and gentlemen, <clears throat> today is my six-month anniversary of doing these uh, roaming arounds. So, who better than Tiffany Ann? Welcome, my dear. Thank you so much for having me. What's going on? Uh, I've been just roaming around all day long, just going crazy. That I've made it six months doing what you do absolutely best, talking to other people on and off camp. And it still takes me back to my very first episode where I interviewed somebody, and that was unexpected. Now, this point is unexpected, too. <sighs> and who better than you to actually have on with me? <laughs> and here I am with my million names and uh <laughs> oh, too many names, right? The EVP of Giggles. So many names. I, I know. The EVP of Giggles, the Heartbreak Chick, the Queen of the Indies. And then depending on other rooms, um the glitter queen. Uh, <laughs> or I'm known really like the childhood nickname is Breaker. Like I have so many you know what it is? Everybody gives me like nicknames that's the funny thing like it's never me that gives myself these names it's everybody else <laughs> oh man and Crazy. i remember hearing the uh vice president of giggles name yeah like, that's that's a little bit too long for me just call her giggles that's a <laughs> i don't even know like I don't even know like how that started as the EVP of Giggles. That's from Anthony, Smart to Death Anthony. So, oh, God. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't even know like I don't even remember. I'm telling you, like the names just keep adding. So I just like forget like why. But yeah, like Heartbreak Chick came from Kyle. <laughs> I think I think I gave myself the Queen of the Indies on the podcast when me and Kyle were doing an AEP episode, and I think I think I was talking about the independent scene, and then I'm like, God, I go so much to so many shows that I was like, I'm really like the Queen of the Indies, so <laughs> I think that's where that all came from. That was not disputed. That was not disputed at all. I remember uh you trying to get me to go to some shows. And sad to say, for uh, lack of funds and other shit going on with me, I couldn't go. And trust me, if I had my way, I would have gone. Legit, just to hang out with you for that amount of time that was allowed. <laughs> I'm a hoot at shows. Like, 
That's the oh, fun thing. I, I seen, always tell people that. <laughs> well, I've seen clips of you on random shows, and you are very, very outgoing, lady. <laughs> no, what? I am. I hate that when you go to shows, and like the crowd is dead. It drives me crazy. Like the whole point is the wrestlers are trying to get your attention, right? They want some sort of reaction, whether you're booing them, whether you're cheering them, right? So <laughs> I I have no shame in my game when I go to these shows. And I always go back to this one show in February. Uh it was for um it was fairly for like charity or whatever like that. And we me and my friends took up the front row, the whole row. Okay, and then we had a couple of people behind us, too. We were so loud. It was embarrassing. Like, we watch it back and we're like, oh, man, we were never mind the fact that we had a couple of drinks in us. I'm already nuts. But you give me a couple of drinks in me. I'm even worse. And like, oh, my God. And I remember like the next day I was messaging some of the wrestlers that I was like, I'm so sorry. <laughs> They're like, no, you were having a good freaking time. And I was like, all right, cool. I was like. I was like, I kind of feel bad. They're like, no, man, bring that energy every show. And I was like, okay. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm like, I got you. Like, it was it was all good because, you know, we were getting into, like, the booing. Well, me, I favor the heels, so I'm going to cheer the heels, um, especially if they're my friends. So I'm going to cheer them even if they're a heel. And then the faces, we get all into it. It's, it's just funny. I'm, I bring... Um, Oak tag, it, that was like a new thing that I started doing. I started cutting up the oak tag so I can make smaller signs. And I have the permanent marker. And I'm writing as we're going because you don't even know what the hell is going to happen during these shows. So, like, True. sometimes you get that inspiration. So, instead of pre-making, yes, guys, like, here's a thought. Like, think about this because I saw somebody do this and I was like, this is a very smart idea. I was like, instead of pre-making signs, you just bring a whole bunch of blank signs and then you do them as you go. And it was funny because one of my friends, he had colored um, Sharpies. And I was like, oh, my God, this is everything. Like, I had the black Sharpie and he had, like, colored Sharpies in his bag. And then uh, we had this joke with this, uh, uh, excuse me, they're a two-man faction. You can't call them a tag team. They're a two-man faction. <laughs> we had this whole joke with... Uh, that because I'm so obsessed that I need lady tank tops and they gave me a tank top but it was a wife beater and then they mark they put on marker they put their name the hashtag too good and we were called somebody called it a mumu and from then on it was like the ongoing joke that it's a mumu so I started drawing cows during the show at the show like I found like a cute like I went on Google Google's like the best thing and I found an image of a cartoon cow and I copied it and then I was using my friends like sharpies and I was coloring in like the rosy cheeks and stuff it was really funny and they ripped it up of course but you know but they're like I'm good friends with them anyway so it's like I don't take it personal like come on bring it bring it on right bring on the come rip up my signs and come give me crap and you know it, it <laughs> makes it a better experience and this is why I sit here and I preach about in the Independent wrestling is so important because it's more um, intimate and it's more fun and it's more interacting than going to a main. You can't do that at a mainstream. Like you're not gonna get that. Like so, the independent scene is is huge. So I always remember, you know, that always sticks out to me. Like, hey, listen, you gotta have a good time, and you know, that's what wrestling's all about. I hear you. I hear you. And I've been to my fair share in like the last. How many years? Like almost 10 years on and off. 
Oh, man. <laughs> Especially with the Warriors of Wrestling out here in Staten Island, they, they can be a little bit very bonkers when it comes to their stuff. <laughs> um, and the likes of uh, Proud and Powerful, Chris Dickinson. Yes. Uh, uh, Chris Steeler, man. Chris Steeler. That's one of my husbands. But, uh, oh, and we will get into it. Oh, I'm not going to it. <laughs> you will get into that list because yes. I've been wondering about that a little bit on and on. Oh. You updated it, and I know some people are hating on that list. Oh, I always get hate for my list because uh, <laughs> just for people who don't know me, the whole list of husbands started um, because it goes a little bit back before before the podcast or whatever, like I would always go uh, to the bar with a bunch of friends on Monday night when I was watching WWE. I don't watch WWE anymore. But when I was watching WWE, I used to go on Monday nights, especially in the summertime, down to uh, Freeport, Long Island. Um, and it's like a strip of bars on the water. It's beautiful down there. So they used to do Monday nights at the bar. But even like before that, there was another bar um, somewhere that we used to go to on Monday nights, even when it got cold, because if it got, if it snowed and stuff like that, we went inside. If it was nice out, we sat outside. So we would go on Monday nights to go watch Raw. And I was with all these guys and I was the only girl and I would sit there and I would listen to them drool over the women, you know? And, uh, and then I started doing the whole thing. And before I was doing the no holds bar network, I was doing that ass podcast. So it kind of started from there that I was like, Oh damn, that ass, you know? So which kind of brought into a whole thing of like my crushes of like wrestlers and like Seth Rollins was like, you know, the original one. And when I got back into wrestling and stuff, and then as I started going into the independent scene, I started mixing the independent scene uh, with AEW and like WWE guys and New Japan guys that I just started mixing. So the original list, like, I don't even know, like I kind of gave, it was weird because I wind up splitting the list. I had the regular list. And then I did an independent because I got so big on the No Holds Bar Network and the independency. And I was like, I'm just going to make a list. And that became the major list was the independent list. Um, so Anthony Gangone is still number one. Um, so, yeah. So that's really what it kind of Anthony Gangone kind of blew up my list. Uh, because when I had him do the first interview on Under the Ropes, he was the first one. And I took a shot and he didn't really know me. Um, but I was a fan of him for like six years. But he didn't know who I was. But I was a fan of him and I reached out to him and I asked him, I said, I would love to do an interview with you. And he said, yes. And I was like, "Okay, cool. So uh, Kyle threw me under the bus within three minutes because. Oh, yeah, I remember three minutes. I swear it's not I'm not even joking. Three minutes like intro like, oh, you know, this is Kyle. This is Tiffany. Blah, blah, blah. Here's our guest, Anthony Gangone. And it was like, "Okay, well, you know, here's one of the list of husbands that I wasn't ready because I didn't expect that because me, you know, when I do these interviews on the podcast, I prepare a list of questions for the wrestlers because I like to be prepared. And then sometimes as the conversations flow, I'll add questions on top of, you know, what I have, but I'm prepared of a list of questions. So this was not in the list of questions when Kyle did this. So he threw me under the bus and, Anthony was like, well, where am I, you know, on this list? So by the end of the conversation, you know, after the interview, you know, the, right before we went off air, it was like, so where am I? Am I number one now on the list? And I was like, yeah. So it just became a staple. And it just kind of <laughs> blew from there of him being number one husband and the whole list of husband. And it's still going strong. 
Um, so I'd love to hear other people's like list of husbands or their list of wives because we don't discriminate around here. I mean, I've had a fan tweet at me and say to me, I don't discriminate. So I did the list of wives and the list of husbands in one list. And I was like, this is freaking cool. I really dig this, you know, like, why not? Like I have a list of wives too. Um, you know, I do, I do both sides. Why not? You know? So it's just a fun, you know, it's just a fun list that we could sit and talk about like people we really like, you know, whether it's like you have a crush on them or is it really because of like, you know, maybe it's how they wrestle or whatever the scenario is. Um, so it's a very interesting thing that, that blew up. My list changes all the time. <laughs> it gets introduced to new wrestlers. People get booted off. People get added. My list gets big. It gets small. I can't keep up with the list. I've actually, when I did my wrestle forum a couple weeks ago with, uh, Queen of Any and, uh, uh Brooklyn Wolf of Makeup, she, April, she, you know, I was asking them, I was like, is there any updates to the list of husbands? And they were like, yeah, we got a couple of updates. And I was like, I got an update too. So I need to update my list. Oh, shit. So I need to update the list. And uh, I just I just don't know. But all I know is because when Anthony Gangon came back for the second interview, it was kind of like a year later kind of thing that I wanted him to come back and be like, okay, let's let's have an update on you. Like, what's going on, you know? And it was funny because at one point I took him off as number one husband and I put Alex Zane there. Oh. And God, like the shit that I got for this list. Um, and then everything started going wrong because Anthony started losing all his belts because last summer he had like five belts. Oh, I'm yeah. Losing them one by one once I removed him off, the, you know, onto like, I think I put him to like three, Anthony. And all this shit went bad. And I was like, oh no, you know, like, and then, and then on top of that, Alex Zane busted his foot. And I'm like, oh my God, the world is not right right now. I was like, everything's going wrong. You know, the stars are not aligned. I was like, we got to put Anthony back. So we put Anthony back. And so when he was on the podcast again, I said to him, he was like, you move me. And I was like, I was like, as right now on this podcast, you're locked in for life. I was like, I'm never changing Gangone. Uh, <laughs> I was like, everybody else is up for grabs, but number one husband is locked in because at the end of the day, he blew up my list. So we're just going to leave. <laughs> and I can't have it. I, I, feel, I felt guilty that he started losing all these belts and shit. Oh, come on, hon. Come on, hon. That, that is not the case. He did not start losing them belts because of you. It's, it's the mojo. It's the mojo, okay? <laughs> <laughs> yes, ma'am. I'm going to say that because yes, he was like, he's like, thanks a lot. I'm like, sorry. <laughs> so, oh. but yeah. Okay, okay. I understand now. I understand. Power, the power of the list is a very serious thing. It's very serious. Like, you guys don't understand how serious it is. <laughs> Jesus Christ. And you must have had that now, like, almost two years famously. Oh, yeah, almost. Almost. So it started oh. last year, somewhere along the line, because I was doing it on the All Elite podcast. And me and Kyle started the All Elite podcast. Uh, 2019, January of 2019, we started the podcast. So around there, I started doing the whole list of husband. But it didn't blow up to, like, the summertime. Because I was talking about it randomly on the podcast. Oh, man. I, I remember the very first time I ever heard it. I said, 
Yeah, that's gonna be real blow up, and it that's really like, did. I saw that uh, that episode, I think, live, and oh I my said, god, that's important. Yeah. Yep, good shit. And here we are now, and uh, I gotta change my list again because I need to add a couple. Like I said, Blake Christian was getting added to my list, and Akira. Was getting added to the list, so yeah, it changes. You never know. And then it's like you keep going to new shows, or you keep watching new shows on TV, and then you start finding. And me, like I found Akira at the ICW uh, No Holds Barred Volume Three, and I was like, was it three or was it two? I think it was three where I got really caught onto him when he faced Matt Tremont, and I was like, this is such a good match. I was like, this kid is going to be huge. So I'm I actually I did an interview with him a couple of weeks ago and like I hit him up and I was like you are going places my friend. I was like I am a huge fan of you now. So and it was funny because I just before uh, we recorded this podcast I was talking to one of my friends and he went to the show last night at No Holds Barred five and I said to him the night before, because he told me he was going, I was like, if you're going, I was like, you need to send me pictures. You need to meet him. I was like, and you need to tell him that I love him. I was like, you know, and so I, I just like hung up with him before and uh, he was laughing. I was like, I want details. I said, I want to know. I want to know. I said, what was the conversation like? So he was telling me, he's like, oh, he's like, tell her, thank you so much. And, you know, I really appreciate her and stuff. So, um, so me, I mean, it means a lot. You know, it's the wrestling world. There's a lot of negativity all over the place, but I have to say I'm truly blessed with a lot that's happened to me. And uh, I've made a lot of great friends as wrestlers that I hang out with on the regular. And they're really amazing people. And it really does bring together a lot of great people. So. I hear you. And that's what I loved about being a pro wrestling fan. And let's get into that world a little bit further. How did you really start with it? Uh, I go all the way back to when I was a kid. I can't tell you exactly, like, how old I was or, you know. But I just remember my dad used to watch wrestling on Monday Night Raws. And then he used to watch the pay-per-views. So... Uh, I think that's like how I kind of got into it that I started bonding with my dad watching wrestling. So it was like a big thing like back then, like in the 90s. Um, I don't remember exactly what year it was, but I just remember that. And, you know, it's funny because I lost life happened, college and uh, other things like, you know, working and school. And and there was so many things that I was doing that I just didn't have the time. And then on top of that, I started like getting sad that a lot of my favorites were leaving. Um, So I kind of just fell out of wrestling. Like when I was like, I want to say like 17 about around then. Um, And I got back into about six years ago, believe it or not. So there was a big gap that I just stopped watching wrestling. But I was doing a lot. I was going to school full time. I was working two jobs. I had a boyfriend. Like, I just, life happened, you know, and that's what happens. I just didn't have the time for it. So six years ago, I was in the bowling alley and uh, a bunch of my friends were into you know, WWE. And they were talking about, they were talking about the pay-per-view that was coming. I think it was like a SummerSlam. I think they were talking about, if I remember correctly. And I was like, it's wrestling. And they were like, it's good. It's a lot better than what it was. And I was like, I used to like wrestling. I was like, it's a shame I stopped watching. I was like, ah. So I started watching again with my friends. And as I started getting more into like WWE and stuff. And then I had 
uh, a friend, Jimmy, who worked as a referee. He's like one of my best friends. Um, and he was telling me, he's like, oh, I ref. He was like at like these indie shows. And I didn't know really anything about the indies. And I was like, oh, OK. He's like, come support me. He's like, come watch my. I was like, of course, I'm going to come support you. I was like, why not? I was like, and then the guy that I was dating at the time, he was like, He's like, but he raps. I'm like, that's your friend. I was like, why wouldn't you support your friend? You know, I was like, screw it. I'll go. So I started like going to a lot of those shows that he was refing. So that kind of started. And then my best friend, Brad, that I know for like 30 years, uh, he got me into ICW because he loved ICW. So he, Brad kind of broadened my horizons more into the independent scene. And it was funny because I... Uh, m- First of all, Anthony Gangone at one of those shows that uh, my friend Jimmy refed at. And I was like, oh, so I've been a fan of Gangone for six years. And it's so funny because it's like when I bring up that company, he's like, wow. Like, you know, because a lot of people like associate him other places. And like, I don't. I associate him at one of the little places out in Long Island at SWA. And, and it's just so funny. Like, he laughs every time I tell him that. And I was like, but that's, like, the true thing. It's not, like, I didn't associate you anywhere else. I associated you there. So, like, after the interview and everything, um, you know, I started following him. And I was like, I'm going to – I said I'm going to become, like, a groupie. I was like, because you're one of my favorite wrestlers. I was like, so – I, which is such a great thing because – and I always tell him this, that – if it wasn't for him, like, I wouldn't be where I am right now. Like, for so many things. And even though, like, he's humble and he doesn't, you know, like, not that he doesn't want to believe it, but he's just like, oh, you know, no, you know. But I was like, whatever, you say what you want. This is me. This is how I feel. But I feel like because of the fact that I followed him, I saw so many promotions that I've never heard of before. So it's such a cool thing because I found really great promotions with great promoters and I found other wrestlers that I like and the opportunities that have been given to me because of the fact that I podcast um, has been absolutely amazing. And I, that's why I say I always give it to Gangone because if I didn't follow him, you know, and people knew like whatever the whole list of husband thing or whatever like that, like people started knowing who I was and, um, you know, I've done commentary at IWA, you know, like I've done uh, stuff like promos that I've posted on the No Holds Bar Network at IWA. I've done things at Synergy. It was another great promotion that I put over all the time that I love our boy Colin. And, you know, even stuff like, even if Gangone's not working it, I've also, with promotions that I've loved so much, I um, I would go even if Gangone's not booked on it. So that's <laughs> been a great thing that it's like that says a lot for promotions that says even like other wrestlers that I found and, you know, like Alex Zane's another one that I absolutely adore. Um, I forgot like where exactly I found Alex Zane. And it was funny because we were t- I just had him on this past week again, like a part two because he came on before on the network and I was talking to him and I was saying how. I that me and him started bonding over a tweet because I went out with my friend Jimmy that I was just talking about and I was talking about Alex Zane because I don't remember what show it was and I was just talking he's like I don't know who that is I was like how do you not know who Alex Zane is I was like I feel so upset so I tweeted it out on Twitter and I was like I feel so 
personally attacked. I was like, my friend doesn't know who Alex Zane is and he needs to know. And I was like, I need to have Alex Zane on the podcast or whatever. So that's how like me and Alex Zane started talking. And I was so excited because a couple of weeks ago, I didn't get to go to the GCW show, but Jimmy went. So when Jimmy saw him, Jimmy's like, I know this guy now. He was like, Tiffany had him on the podcast and everything. So, and it was funny because we were talking on the podcast and Zane was saying, uh, he's like, yeah, he's like, I met Jimmy. He was like, he now knows who I am. And he's a cool dude. And like, so it's, uh, it's humbling. You know, it's a very humbling experience uh, wrestling and I'm rambling. <laughs> well, there's nothing wrong with rambling. That's what I do best. Not only do I do best, but some of my guests, they just have fun just telling me their life stories. And that's what I love the most. Just life yeah oh man and you talk about Gangone. i actually found jay lethal kind of the same way that you found Gangone. right that <clears throat> jay lethal when i found him he was finally doing his first run in ring of honor however right it was by way of jersey all pro right when Jersey All-Pro was starting to run with him becoming the World's Heavyweight Champion, I said, whoa, okay, he's not just a Ring of Honor guy. He was here in Jersey All-Pro, which is a little bit closer to us. And I said, oh, great shit, Jersey All-Pro, <laughs> making him into a World's Champion. And then it just blew up. And I felt like my fandom could end last year. When he actually defended that Ring of Honor championship in Madison Square Garden, I said, oh, my God, I am here watching the guy that I grew watching defend a world's championship in Madison Square Garden. And it still boggles me to this day that it happened in a non-WWE show. Right. It's cool. It's just so much wrestling out there that's what i always preach i talk about all the good things with you know i don't like wasting time on promotions that you know i don't feel entertained by you know i watch the <laughs> stuff i enjoy i don't you know what i give everything at least one chance you know because uh-huh. you have to, because you don't know you know maybe you will like it maybe you won't like it you know but i always say you got to have an open mind with wrestling but uh i was at that show too that was great i got to witness that with kyle that was huge for like the both of us like that weekend like me and kyle met for the first time even though we've been podcasting for years together um so it was <laughs> so nice like because kyle got me into nxt years ago because he used to do an nxt podcast so um when Johnny Gargano was my absolute and still is, he's still a favorite of mine. Uh, when he was going for the championship belt, I said to Kyle, I was like, you need to come down. I was like, because I'm pretty sure he's going to win this belt. And I was like, I, it would mean a lot to me to witness my favorite wrestler with Kyle, you know? So I had bought two tickets for me and Kyle and, you know, Kyle came down. So we got to witness that. I took him to a House of Glory show the next day. And we went to uh, G1 as well. So that was a full packed weekend. Oh, tell me. Collective weekend is, oh, I wish, and it's funny because like now I look back at like collective weekend and stuff like, 
there's more than just like the WWE stuff. And because I became so hardcore into the independent scene as, as an independent fan, oh my God, the stuff that's out there. And it's like impossible to see everything. So I kind of wish there was like a whole bunch of stuff that weekend that I would have went to, but I don't like Kyle, you know, I had to take up the house of glory that I had to do. That was, that was something that he wanted to do as well. Um, but the stuff that like I know now, like forget it. Like if this we ever get out of this pandemic and like next year, like I'm sad because there was a lot of great shows then, a lot of great matches that we were supposed to get this year and we didn't. So oh, it's a shame. My heart is still crying for GCW's blood sport. Yeah. I was actually coming back to Twitter. Then I actually got in touch with my boy Andy, who's been an actual guest on this show. Mm -hmm. And he was saying to me how he wanted me to come back on his show for Bloodsport uh, 4 or whatever now we're up to. And the epidemic hit. So I was looking up the card and then I said to myself, why? Why did this have to happen? Yeah. Why? This, the two main events, if I understood this correctly, were supposed to be Barnett versus Mox. Right. Not only that, the next one was the one that broke my heart the most or made me really jump for joy because it's my fandom coming to fruition. Right. Many people may not know this, but I was one of the random few that have actually witnessed Chris Dickinson's very first match in pro wrestling. Mm -hmm. So I've seen him from the jump. Minoru Suzuki, I love him to death. Anybody that's talked to me, from you to Chris, who actually designed my logo, and many, many others, they know my love of Minoru Suzuki. Yeah. So when I heard the words, Suzuki versus Dickinson, I said, son of a bitch, this is not <laughs> happening. Uh, yeah. Oh, man. Oh, man. That's my fandom just coming fruition because I've seen one guy from the jump and love the other guy because he's the be- one of the best Japanese wrestlers going. And, right. That's crazy. Uh, if I understand it correctly, and I think, and I'm hoping this is correct, mm-hmm. blood sport. Is supposed to happen in January. Supposedly, if it's true. Well, I, fingers crossed. I mean, we're getting live wrestling again. Um, but still, you know, like it's hard. It's 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 hard. You have to be very picky choosy. I've been a little picky choosy, and trust me, I want to go to run to everything and watch everything. <laughs> you know, I really do. <laughs> but you got to be very very careful. And it's like I see some of these companies, and it scares me because they're not social distancing, and it makes me not want to go. You know, and you got to you you know, it's still here. You know, we got to be careful. You know, we don't yeah, need it back again. Too. That is shocking to me too. That all these companies are starting to open up again. And somehow, some way, they got to maintain their social distancing and all this other jazz in association with the coronavirus. Right. But I'll give them credit. Right. Credit. They have somehow, some way, pulled off these shows and people like you, uh, Smart to Death, uh, Warren Hayes, 
and the list goes on and on. They are going crazy because this shit is still good. Right. Oh, man. Uh, you touched upon WWE, like, how you really can't stand it. But what was the point to say, you know what? I'm done with this shit. I'm done. I don't even know. I just got bored. I was like, <laughs> this is the same thing over and over again. I was like, you know, like I said, there's so much wrestling out there, you know, and again, even like me, like was just watching WWE and I didn't really realize like what was out there. Like, it's crazy. It's impossible to watch everything. It really, really is. There's so many apps out there. There's so many companies like it's impossible to watch everything. So I just I don't I don't know. I. All I remember is I was like, I can't do this anymore. I was like, I can't watch this. Like, I'm not enjoying it. Like, you know, I'm not going to sit down for three hours and watch something and force myself to watch something that I just don't enjoy. And that's fine. If people want to watch that, that that's fine. That's your, you know, your opinion. You know, if you enjoy it, then then great. Like, I'm not going to sit here and knock you for it. Um but me personally, you know, it's not my cup of tea. And like me, like I said, like I'm a big AEW person and I'm very hardcore into the independent scene. And there's a little bit of everything. And if you want to watch death matches, you watch death matches. You want to watch intergender, you watch intergender, you know, like you want to watch all women. There's there's so much out there. So I think that's what happened is that I got introduced to a different kind of wrestling, which opened my mind. Uh, and I kept my mind very open with so many uh you know, the different kind of wrestling that there's out there. And it's changed from, like, when I was a teenager. So, yeah, I think I think that's just what it is. It's just, like, I guess that's just, like, my preference of it. So, and again, like I said, I don't knock anybody for who enjoys it. Then great. You know, good. You should you should enjoy what you like. Me, it wasn't, it, you know, I it just killed it for me after a while. Mm-hmm. And somehow, some way... My dear surrogate father, he loves that shit like there's no tomorrow, meaning WWE. But I respect anybody who can sit through that show from start to finish. I don't care how old you are. If you can sit through WWE, God bless you. I said that time again, especially given the circumstances of the world that we're in right now. Right. Oh, man, oh, man, oh, man. So, what's it like just going along with uh, GCW these days? Uh, I haven't seen the complete shows. So, so they're so good. I, I kind of fell in love with GCW. It was funny because like when I started watching GCW, I was like, I didn't like death matches at all. And <laughs> then, I don't know. Somewhere along the line, it was like, oh, it's not just death matches, Tiffany. You know, there's other shit, too. And I was like, oh, okay. So I think that's where I kind of found, like, Alex Zane. Uh, because of the, I guess, I think it must have been the spot of the 4th of July that he did last year with Tony Deppin that kind of, like, caught me. And that's what kind of blew Zane up. So, but GCW, uh, it's it's great. I'm going to the kingdom of... Uh, the tournament, the tournament of death uh, that's coming up in a couple of weeks. So that's going to be my full first death match tournament. 
Some oh, of my friends. Uh, I love freaking light tubes. Just give them to me. Uh, <laughs> I'm just obsessed with them. I don't know what it is. So it's going to be very interesting in a couple of weeks. Um, I love those scramble matches, man. Like, it just, I love it. Like, give me Zane and, and Christian all day. I can watch it over and over again. Um, it, it's hard because I watch so much wrestling. I forget, like, where's where. Like, I was just watching Zane, Blake Christian, and Ben Carter at, versus the Rascals at, uh, Warrior Wrestling in Chicago the other day. And I was like, it's like, what a match. Oh, my God. That's a match. It's like match of the year for me, I think, this year. Uh, so far, we're we're in August. So right now, like I'm, I think I'm calling that like my favorite match this year. Um, yeah, I mean, G- Gage is injured right now with his foot. Uh, was it the the four four O H is killing it over there? Uh, yeah, it's just there's a lot. You know what? I was actually talking about this last night with a bunch of my friends last night. I love the fact that GCW has been bringing in a lot of new talent. A lot of new younger talent, and and I definitely been very peaked with a lot of Trey Lamar, Tankman. There's a lot of great wrestlers that come into GCW, so I love the fact that it's like we had this pandemic, they came back, and then it was like, oh here, hello, here's some new new meat, you know, like here's some new talent <laughs> for you, you know, and I'm loving it. And I'm like, damn, I was like, who are these guys? Like, and then like I said, like even I was watching Warrior Wrestling in Chicago the other night, and I'm like, oh okay. I was like, some of these guys are GCW guys. BLP is another promotion that is just as good. Um, so, yeah, I, uh, yeah I'm yeah, very kind of wide open with wrestling. That is not just New York wrestling that I like. I follow a lot of other shit. Oh, so. yes, you do. And BLP is Black Label Pro, right? Yeah, it's so good. It's so good. Oh, my God. I got to get to a Beyond Wrestling as well. That's a bucket list for me to go to Massachusetts and go see Beyond. I was just talking about this last night with my friends. And I'm like, because they have a Beyond show next weekend. And I'm like, shit. I was like, we should have probably like stayed. We could have went to the Jimmy Lloyd special. We could have went to Beyond. I was like, I want to go to Beyond. But I want to go to Massachusetts and see Beyond. I, that's a bucket list for me. I need to go to Massachusetts. So obviously oh. not now. But that's a bucket list for me. But I, they might keep doing them in AC. So I might get my butt down there because Beyond's just as good. Beyond's, you know, kind of a little bit with GCW. So yeah, yeah, yeah. That's one place I have always wanted to go. Yeah. Beyond wrestling. They got so much into gender wrestling, cruiserweight style wrestling, heavyweight wrestling, tag team wrestling. I'm saying to myself. Yeah. I know. It's good, man. It's good. A lot of great wrestling. Oh, man, that's like what I used to say to you and so many other females. Like, get the pain. Get the, pa- get the yep. pain. Come on. Oh, so much wrestling. And that shit burnt me out. I said, oh, no, I can't keep up with this. <laughs> I just can't. <laughs> but I'm trying to get back into it, like find my niche in yeah. that realm. I hear you. Oh, man. But GCW always has a top snot in my heart no matter what because Brett and uh, Danny, they never did me wrong from whenever I went live. Yes. Else they just treated me with that most respect. Then I remember last year uh, they were asking me if I was going to be at the GCW Bloodsport press conference and I said yeah, I'm going to be there. Okay. <laughs> and they actually were happy to see me when I was there. So, That's awesome. Oh man, if 
when this epidemic is done and they do a New York show, because I got to believe that eventually they're going to get their asses out here to New York. I will be there. I will be there because GCW is always done. See, the problem with GCW with New York is because New York's so strict with their commission. And for the stuff that they do GCW, it has to be like, it can't be death matches. Oh, yeah. You know, it's got to be all, which is great because I like those shows. I see one of those uh, in January in Osbury Park, uh, New Jersey. That I don't think there was any, there was no light tubes or anything like that. You can't do this <laughs> in New York. So, but uh, yeah, we'll see. I know that they had one in Brooklyn a couple of years ago. I think it was like two years ago. Or maybe it was last year. I don't remember. Yeah. I know there yeah, was, that was Brooklyn. Everything got that shut was- down. Bullshit. Yeah, because New York Commission here is crazy. Got that right. All right, so let's talk about your uh, lovely network, your podcasting network. So how did that really start? Well, it's Kyle's network. Uh, So I found Kyle used to... Uh, Kyle found me first when I was doing that ass podcast. He was a <laughs> secret listener, as he says it, right? He was he was a fan. And I remember one day, uh, it was the summer, was it three years now that I know Kyle? Uh, three years ago, I was having an NXT takeover party at my house. And he was live. And my friend James, who used to do that ass podcast with me, he called me. He was heading over to my house. And he called me. He's like, Tiff, he's like, I'm listening to this podcast. It's so good. He's like, I talked to this guy, Kyle. You need to tune in. And I tuned in and I started listening to Kyle. And and Kyle knew who I was, but I didn't know who he was, you know. And I was like, oh, okay. I was like, so that's how, like, I started becoming, like, a fan of the No Holds Barred Network. And uh, right when around, like, AW came about, you know, when they announced that, like, AW, you know, New Year's last year, uh, as my head was turning because Kyle used to come on that ass podcast a lot with me. Um, he's done so many episodes with me and we always had that great chemistry together. So I said to him, he's still doing NXT. And I was like, I put a tweet out. I remember and I was like, who would like to see me and Kyle talk wrestling? And a lot of the fans were like, yeah, you know, cause they were following the, either they were like a fan of that ass podcast or they were a fan of no holds. And we kind of swapped a whole bunch of subs. It was crazy. Um, so a lot of people were for it. So then I brought it to Kyle and I was like, this AEW is going to be huge. I was like, we should start a podcast together. So that's how that kind of started. And that was our journey. So our main baby on the No Holds Bar Network is the All Eight Podcast. Um, and we started doing interviews. We had, I got very blessed to have Brandon Cutler on the podcast. And a lot of people really loved the interview that me and Kyle did with Eight. Um, with Brandon Cutler. So I remember like a lot of people were hitting me up and they're like, Tiff, would you interview other wrestlers? And I'm like, yeah, I was like, but you know, me and Kyle are just doing AEP. I was like, hmm. So I don't know. I started thinking about it. Then we had Rick, uh, Rick Knox on. Um, that was such a cool interview. And then that's which kind of led me into the whole Gangone interview. So then we came up with Under the Ropes. Um, and I just started getting because of the fact that I was going to all these independent shows, 
uh, I started getting known. So then I started having wrestlers on like a lot different. And I like a little bit of everything that is not just wrestlers. And it's a little bit of mix. If you go through my stuff, like, um, what's it called? Like you'll have a bigger name set. Like Zane's a big name. Tony Depp is a big name, you know, uh, Casanova I've had on, um, you know, and then we'll have like some of the local guys on that might not be as known, but you never know what's going to happen. That's why I like doing these interviews. I've had ring announcers on, I had referees on, uh, I had, uh, backstage people like, cause they're important to the wrestling scene as well. So, um, so that's kind of my huge baby besides the Ollie podcasts. i also do wrestle forum where I have people come on. We talk wrestling that are very important in the wrestling community. I don't do them as much because I do so many damn shows. And then there's <laughs> indie talks where me and Ray, we sit there and we talk about independent wrestling, whether we're reviewing shows that we've gone to, or we just want to talk about independent wrestling. Like I'm doing a podcast today with him and we booked, um, we're calling it indie slam. And we booked a card. We booked two cards, actually, because now all the wrestlers are doing, you know, all the promoters are doing like kind of like two night specials now. That's what's happening <laughs> with GCW, ICW. They're doing like two days in a row. So that's what me and Ray decided to do that. I booked the night. And he booked the night. But it's all independent wrestlers. You can't use mainstream wrestlers. It has to be all independent wrestlers. So it's kind of fun to like put that together and, uh, me and Ray were talking about it earlier. We're like, you know, this needs to be more of a thing because we did uh, indie mania. We did, and uh, it was a, it was a, it was a hit. So we're like, hmm, maybe we'll do indie slam. You know, so that's uh, so I'm working on that later tonight. So looking forward to that. But yeah, the network is a blessing, and uh, that's how uh, that's how I became a part of it. Oh man, I remember the wrestling forums and I think that I was just getting back to Twitter and I said, Oh, she's interviewing everybody that I know basically. Yeah. Then I said, one day, hopefully. Yeah, I have a list of people. It's crazy the crap that I get. But like I said, my my babies for the network are Oli Podcast and uh, the Under the Ropes. Those are my two major babies that like I focus more on. And Indie Talks and Wrestle Forum, I want it to be kind of once a month kind of thing. So, but there's so many people I want to have on, and like I said, it's timing. And sometimes I just luck out with the Under the Ropes. That I mean, I had like what was it a week and a half ago? I had three wrestlers on three days straight. So. Sometimes I got to roll with those punches and like, okay, well, this is what they're going to want to do these interviews. So I can't do anything else. So it's, <laughs> uh, podcasting creator life is a lot. So, but I love it. I hear you. I hear you loud and clear. And I've been doing this shit over a year. Whew. Somehow, some way I've done it. I've made it through and just even having somebody like you on today, uh, it just makes me feel even more in a state of flow that, yeah, I'm doing the right thing. I'm doing the right thing for sure. All right. So I agreed with uh, my guest, ladies and gentlemen, that we would only rap for an hour. So she's got other shit to do. <laughs> so with that said, my dear, uh, what can I do for you going forward? No, nothing. <laughs> I don't need anything. I'm good. So, uh, hey. I'm good. Thank you. 
You're welcome, and thank you for coming on. I appreciate it. That makes my six-month anniversary of doing this crazy segment now even more worth it. Thank Congrats you very much. On the six months, it's fun. It's a lot, and then it'll be like years later, and then like, oh, I've been working on this so long, and yep. So I think I'm pushing a year and a half with with the No Holds Bar Network, and but I've been podcasting for years, so. <laughs> uh, it's a good thing so but congrats I thank you again alright so plug away whatever else you need to my dear because I understand you got a uh, pooch pooch to go run oh. around with oh my god there's just too much stuff around right like you can follow me on twitter at loves to dream 82 l-u-v-s to dream 82 and that's also on instagram as well the No Holds Barred Network is everywhere. Twitter, Facebook, Discord, <laughs> uh, Instagram, everywhere. We're everywhere. And the All Elite Podcast as well has a Twitter as well. It's the at All Elite Pod. So, but yeah, follow us all over there. I'll, uh, I'll be all over. And again, we're, we're on Facebook. Uh, what else do we do? Periscope, YouTube, and all audio platforms. It's a lot. <laughs> but we're out there. And it kicks ass. Oh, wait, before before we leave, do you still do dead ass? No. That ass is dead. <laughs> oh, okay. That ass is dead. No, no, no. It was too much. I, I can't. I can't run both. And my co-host that was running with me, he he got a job that took him away from that ass. And it just as as a. Uh, much as I tried with other co-hosts, it wasn't like me and James. And the only other person that meshed well with me was Kyle. But Kyle had too much stuff as is with the network <laughs> that I couldn't have him every week with me on that ass. So I kind of made the decision that I no longer do that ass podcast. And trust me, I get it all the time. Bring it back. Bring it back. Bring it back. But that's really what it is. I uh, I can't do it without my original co-host. It's just like. I just hear you. That's kind of like. Some people feeling that Anthony could not hack it on his own without uh, Kyle from Smart to Death. But I respect Anthony, and he does great shit. And you do great shit with No Holds Barred and Kyle. Yeah. With that said, it's time for me to wrap this bad boy up. Ladies and gentlemen, if you do not know who I am, my name is Zachary Shiloh. You can find me as BlackLion130 on all forms of social media. Also, please subscribe to this YouTube page as I'm looking to grow my audience. One goal, one aim, one road, one focus. That's love. That's how I get through doing these podcasts. Also, in this nasty hodgepodge time that we're living in, to be alive, man, please wear a mask, man. Please, 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 please do so. And if you don't have to wear a mask, well, God bless you anyways. You got more nuts than we do. (laughs) (laughs) All right. With that said, thank you so much to Tiffany Ann for coming in on to this show. Plus, please follow her and her wonderful co-host, Kyle, on their all-elite shows. And all these other no holds barred links that I will be sharing. With that said, take care. Adios.